I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. And because you're doing that, I appreciate you oh so much. But before I appreciated you, I appreciated someone named Olivia Bellano because as stated in this interview, she's like a one-person welcoming crew. And she welcomed my family, the Seitels, here to Hamilton, New Jersey. And I thank her for that. But that's not all I'm thankful for. For Olivia Bellano has brought delicious and healthy food to the young, the elderly, and everyone in between. And she is just someone who truly cooks from the heart. In this interview, she talks all about that, about how she got to live her dream job, and how she Italian roofied her soon-to-be husband. You gotta hear about it. She's so much fun. I hope you are as entertained in this interview as I was, because Chef Bell brings the thunder. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friend, Olivia Bellano. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells. And you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here, right now. Olivia. What's up, Olivia Bellano? Olivia. <laughs> Olivia. Olivia. I always say that. I have students named Olivia, and for some reason, it goes along with that song, Notorious. <laughs> that, is, that is so much better. Yeah, I literally I'll can't stop that. it. I'll just be like, I'll look across the room and, Olivia, and she'll just know. I'd <laughs> just rather like, it be that. That would be awesome. Everyone's always like, you're the oldest Olivia I know. <laughs> I'm the original. This is definitely surreal for me because I don't know if you even realize this or if I would even tell you this if it weren't in podcast form because it's just weird. But when I first moved here to Hamilton and I felt a lot of eyes on me, there were certain people that I met right away and I thought like, oh, well, if that person accepts me, maybe I'm in. And you were definitely one of those people at the top of the list. Like, I'd go on Facebook, Olivia Blano everywhere, you know? <laughs> and when I saw you, like, at Jamie's, like, you know, when we would do the pick up our kids at the babysitter thing, mm-hmm. like, I would just be like, oh, Olivia's there, wave to her, hey, does she think I'm okay now? Is everything cool? I I know that probably sounds really I, ridiculous. No, I was very excited about you guys coming to town, and I think I may have even said to Lisa, I was like, Lisa, oh my God, we're going to be friends. Okay, bye. Really? That was probably, like, one of the first things I said to her. Yeah, well, she said you were really nice. I remember yeah. that because... Anyone who is like really nice to us. Aggressively nice. You can. Like I can be like I get really if I get a really good vibe from people and especially I just gravitate towards new people. I don't know. I guess I feel like a one woman welcome wagon. I'm like <laughs> you know, I'm like, "Oh my god, thank you for being cool and coming to town and making it cooler. Be my friend." Do you ever feel like you overwhelm people with it? Uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you think I got my husband to marry me like so quickly? Like he was completely overwhelmed. That's a whole other story. You want to talk about aggressive. Oh, my God. Yeah? Yeah. You just made him, huh? You were just like, you are uh, marrying me? He literally came to my door at my apartment when we, the very first time that we met. His best friend brought him over to my house, and I opened the door, and here's this, and when I say dork, I say it with the most love. <laughs> I say it with so much love. He was wearing, like, a football jersey. Who wears a football jersey, like, on a Tuesday night? Like, there was no football on, but he was wearing a football jersey. He is a journalist, so let's be clear. I can't imagine him in athlete. a football jersey. He wears football jerseys. Stop in my house. And he's Saturday or Sunday in the fall. <gasps> and he is wearing a football jersey. I always jersey. see him just in t-shirts, so okay. okay. Yeah. And then it's his Penn State 
jersey with his i call it a doodle hat like it's like the fishing hat that gilligan wears you know this is the first time you met him first time i met him like i know it's hot (laughs) and like (laughs) i open the door and i see this nerd at my door and i literally (laughs) could hear the hockey buzzer going off like like party over you just met your husband like this is it and i so i made sure he was well aware of that fact I was wait like, hold on so what do you mean like he opened the door you i opened knew the it. door you opened the and door and he was there and i go oh, i was like oh my god we're getting married you said that at the door I, yes and and he was like he like thought i was talking about his friend and me because <laughs> you know that was the guy i was dating but no i was wait like, a minute <laughs> wait a minute we just got jerry springer on. wait what I wasn't, like, seriously dating okay. him. It was one of those situations where we were the only two people in our 20s in this entire building full of business people. Uh-huh. And it was, like, we went on a date, but we felt like brother and sister. Like, we were not Ew. into it. But we were just like, hey, you know, I'm new in town. I'll you know, hang out one more time. You're 20-something. Let's go out. And all of his friends said the same thing. Like, you have to meet our friend. Like, they called him Doodle. They're like, you have to meet our friend Doodle. And I... And what's wrong with me that I hear that name and I'm like, ah, yes, I have, oh, to meet, yeah. I have to meet this man named Doodle. Bow, chicka, bow. Open the door. I'm like, oh, yes, yes, we're getting married. So you were on the hunt for a dork in a football jersey. I wasn't on the hunt, Sam. I was living my life. I was living my best life. I had my own apartment. I was had it all girled up. I was very much enjoying being single let's just say that mom if you're listening where were you you were in hamilton i was living in marlton the land of dreams and um (laughs) i (laughs) listen i grew up in hamilton so marlton was like the land of dreams to me i literally think i wrote it in my high school something where i was like someday i'm gonna move to marlton and i'm gonna go to philadelphia on the weekends just for fun (laughs) so this was me living my best life and then i saw him and the hockey buzzer went off and i told him i was like we're gonna get married and he was okay with this he was like this girl is whack (laughs) but he came around to the idea and like a year later, he we were engaged. Wow! Mm-hmm. Did you guys like go out on a date after that? Or oh yeah, like we was waited. his friend like, like a he dude? He told what his the heck? friend like after we hung out, and I secretly gave him a jug of wine to drink because I didn't want him to leave. And he said we would only stay for one drink. How so do you, I just kept you secretly gave him I a just jug. Kept, I basically Italian roofied him. Like I just like <laughs> kept pouring the wine in his glass so it never got empty. Mm. But. While he wasn't looking, like I was just like, that's so interesting. Oh and, like, yeah, yeah. Ma- maintaining just so you eye know, contact. she's doing a, a pour of the bottle right yeah, now. Yeah, wh- while making hands. eye contact, like you don't break so eye she, contact. Yeah, right. Because he didn't know what was going he on. All he thinks is he's falling in love. Yeah. But really, he's getting super drunk. <laughs> and then he tells his friend on the way out, he's like, his friend's like, so what did you think? And he said, I think you're standing in the way of a beautiful thing. Oh, dang. Got him. And guess what? His best friend ended up being our best man at our wedding. That's awesome. He was like, this is beautiful. So everyone wins. Yep, everyone wins. Everyone wins. Actually, your husband, um, can we say his name on the air? 
Mr. Yes, Anthony. Anthony. He um, is one of the first guys to actually just like talk to me like a normal person out here rather than, you know, rightfully so. I say these things with no ill, like no hate in my voice. Like people want to know who the heck I was because I was about to take care of their kids. But Anthony was the first person to come up to me and just talk about comics and punk rock and just cool things that we were into, wrestling. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that was... That was very important to me. We are buds. I mean, as much as buds can be who have little babies at home. Who have so many kids. Yeah. Like, between the two of you, you almost have a baseball team. So, it's kind of ridiculous. It is ridiculous. We have a full Royal Rumble. Someday you guys will hang out. A full Royal Rumble. Yeah, Yeah. and when we do, we are going to be so old. It's going to be epic. (laughs) It's going to be epic, You guys are going to be like, can we bite into anything other than soft foods? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a reference from Park and Rec? No, that, it, that was an original. That's an original. Oh, she was worried that I wasn't going to understand any of her park and rec. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, okay, let's get in because I didn't even know that. I didn't write that down in the notes. That's crazy, by the way. <laughs> you told him that when you met him. Wow. Literally. I let him know what his life plan was. Well, this guy's going to be on my show one day because that's the only way I can hang out with him nowadays. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I'm like, you should interview him because then that way he gets out of the house. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, no, I, 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 it really would be awesome. Like this is my time. Like I, Anthony, you are so invited, man, <laughs> to You're the next. pillars. Yeah, and then we can play some games over here. I we got know. some arcades. He, what well, did he know? I was coming here. He goes, "Can I come too?" And I was like, "I invited him." What are you gonna do with the kids? Oh, right, those <laughs> this things. This is like bedtime. Like <laughs> someone, you know, unfortunately, someone's got to be there. You know. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's talk, Chef Bell. Chef Bell. Yeah, I want to know about this. I also uh, I'm a lover of the foods. So y- you're a, you're a chef. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Technically, that's what Linda calls me. So I guess I am. Okay. So I did, think that's how that did works. you go to school for this? No. Okay. I am self-taught. I am self-taught. And um, that's from Moana. And um, <laughs> yeah, I actually, it's interesting that we're having this interview and we're talking about Chef Bell because it was it came up on my time hop, whatever it's called, the Facebook uh, remind, or, reminder yeah. than you were years ago. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it came up that like six years ago, yesterday, was the debut of my uh, jar salads. Like when I was selling the jar and they still the have that to this day. They do. What? So where did that come from? What? Where were? Because I love those, by the way, and they're so healthy too. Thanks. Like when I'm on a health kick, I'm like, thank God there's there's stuff like this out there, like really delicious and stuff. And that's exactly that's why I started making them because I thought there's no healthy fast food in Hamilton. Not that there's not that in the world. It's just not, and this was six years ago, apparently, according to my Facebook time hop. But at that time, there wasn't really any healthy food to go. So, so what was your job at that time? Was your job just so making... we can make this a full circle story because I actually started in insurance. I worked for New Jersey Manufacturers. You worked... In insurance? Yeah. I can't picture that with you. I know, right? In a gray cubicle, but I worked with some really awesome people. Oh, I know a few. I made some like lifelong friends there. So I say, if anything, I got an education in insurance, and I got some really (laughs) amazing friends. But the rest of it was... Rough, huh? Yeah. 
not your dream job. Maybe that's why I never wanted to watch The Office because I like lived it. It lives. It like, feels I too don't real. Need to yes. No. See I see that. I know that. Like for example, <laughs> yeah. I can't. I don't really like watching like movies about wrestlers and stuff like that because if you've lived it, you can't really just watch it and be entertained, right? You just relate too much. It's. I can. I think it's only funny. I don't know. I, I've never watched it, but I'm assuming that it's just funny to people who are like that can't be real, and it's like no. <laughs> it's that much beige and it's that much gray. I'm a very colorful person. Okay, I can't be surrounded by like. I don't know. It was just my idea of a nightmare. But anyway, so I left my job in insurance um, with the blessing of my family and my husband. It was just one of those moments where I was like, if I come to work one more day, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm dying. I was like, I hate to be dramatic, but really, I was a young mom of two, well, I wasn't that young, but <laughs> I was a younger mom, and I had two small kids. I just had my second baby. Hurricane Sandy damn near broke my spirit in half because we're doing claims with hurricane victims. It was terrible, and um, I just didn't, I couldn't do it anymore. I just, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but please. Did you have leave. to, just a real quick note on that, did you have to speak with the victims directly? Yes. And uh. you're going through your own loss, and you're talking to people who have lost their cars, their boats, their homes, their everything. And my husband's in the hospital now, and it was so sad. And you feel for them, but then the next call is going to be some jerk who just had food spoilage claim, and he's cursing you out. Like, it was just... And I just had a baby, so I was like... It was com- mm. really, really draining. It was... I didn't go back to work full-time. I went back to work overtime. Like, when I got back to work, Hurricane Sandy hit from Mm. having my baby. So it was very, very intense. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And um, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I just kind of took a leap of faith that somehow, some way, that we're going to make it work. You know, we had to make a lot of sacrifices. And I don't, you know, um, I just feel like anyone who's doing a job that they feel like, it's killing them every day to go to work. So you don't know what that's like, maybe. No, I <laughs> but, do. I actually you know, do. And that's why I feel so, so grateful for what I have that's, now. That, and that's the thing. Like, that's why I say these were the hap- the best years of my life. Because I knew what I came from. You know, it was literally every day going to work and I wanted to call out. Every morning mm. I wanted to call out. And mm. just, you know, the days you're just staring at the clock. Like, well, there's people listening to this probably and who, that's who what are I think thinking of. Yeah. like, man, I really should. And they're terrified. They're, the golden handcuffs. You know, they're terrified to leave because they're like, where else am I going to make this much money? I need the health insurance. I need to. And those are very valid and real reasons. Security is a huge thing, especially yeah. when you have kids. And, and especially when you have kids and especially when you're maybe accustomed to living living a certain way i think that's a real reality yes no most people have a very difficult time moving down from you know what they've built yeah and we had to take a big step back you did it was what um, kind of stuff did you have to sacrifice um well our income was cut in half you know and so i became a full you know stay-at-home mom um i got really creative with entertaining my kids and then I thought, okay, how can I make maybe just a little extra money to feed our family? And that's where, you know, the best ideas are born. And I just thought, you know what? What if I just cook for my friends? Like, they always love the things that I make. 
they're always like, because at the time I'm always posting, you know, on Instagram things I made for dinner and stuff, and everyone would be, be like, oh my God, you know, can you please cook for me? And then that's really how it began. I just started asking my friends at NJM, going, What you kind know, of stuff are we talking? Uh, just family size meals, you know, um, and pretty much I would say whatever I'm making myself that night for dinner if you guys want in. <laughs> and then I started to get creative and be like, you know what, I'm going to make a healthy spin on some classics because I loved my mom's food when I was growing up but I just for me I just always had a palate for like fresher lighter ingredients mm. maybe less oil or this and that so I because would just, of the taste the way it makes you yeah, feel I just everything didn't like the taste mm. I just I prefer just fresher lighter things and I just would make my own version of chicken parm or I would make my own version of a stuffed pepper or, you know just things that I like and um, so, yeah, I started to just make that for my friends, and then it just took off from there. I was making um, portable salads. I'd invite them over for, don't, for lunch, and I'd want to send them back with some. So I would make them a mason jar salad, and I'd make my, my own dressings because I never liked anything that was bottled. So I made my you own. You made your own dressing? Yeah. How, that must take a lot of work. I just, again, it's just things that I like, you know. My, the black bean and corn salad, the um, fiesta salad, yeah, I don't know yeah. if they still call it that, but well, yeah. I, that's what I called it. And that dressing, I made it for my friend. She had all these dietary restrictions. That's kind of like a spicy, yeah. ranchy kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like a spicy vinaigrette. Okay. She had all these dietary restrictions, and I was trying to make her a salad that was really, really delicious that even her husband would want it. So I made her that Fiesta salad. It was diced red bell pepper, black beans, corn. And I forget the greens that I used for it now, but I, I want to say it was like a romaine, like a real crunchy. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. romaine. And then for the dressing, I had this, you know, half full bottle of Hank's hot sauce in my cupboard. And I was just like, you know what? I'm <laughs> throw this in here. Some garlic powder, tasting it as I go. And it's like my favorite dressing ever. Just a little garlic powder and hot sauce, huh? Well, more it? than that. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to give it all away. Yeah, you know? secrets in the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> So, How many people were you doing this for? So it started out with just about 10 people. But then, like, they told people. And, and then people would see me dropping this off. Like, 10, it 10 was people like an, is a lot of people to make food for. Yeah, yeah. And it's like 10 families, really, because I'm doing, like, family size yeah. things. And so then I uh, started up, like, this secret kitchen club on Facebook. So people would ask to be part of the club and... So that I started doing these dinners to go for everybody. They would have what? to I would become so many that they had to come to my house to pick it up. And New Jersey has some very strict food laws. So I don't suggest oh. that everybody do this. Oh, but did you have to? I kept it to family and friends because it's kind of mm. a little bit more kosher that way. Because it's like, I'm just making this stuff for my friends. And they're just giving me money for the ingredients. You know, so that's how you kind of work way your way around quaint. that got it yeah and um but yeah nothing was official or anything like that and it was literally just a way to get by and it was just literally a way that i could afford to feed my family every night and what was must have been really cool for you is you're going from something you are highly uh Im- is impassionate a word unpassionate passionate Un- well you were very mm-hmm. you were not passionate <laughs> about the real about the uh, insurance thing no, I was but deeply unenthused, I yes. would say. Yes. No, I, I was living in gray, and I felt like when I left, it was 
the my last day of work what felt like the last day of school like i even had a yearbook that I had everyone go around and sign you know because i was friends with everybody and they so all you, took me you out. really loved most of people it's just the, the actual every job every single person there i became friends with for life and it was such a great great group of people did they love their job like for i'm the most going part? to say yes okay if they're still employed there i'm going to say yes <laughs> I know, that's a terrible question absolutely they love it terrible why wouldn't they it was they're just not for me it's just not for me but yeah, you know, other people they can they have a higher tolerance for that stuff than I do. Yes, you know? I'm like you. I'm like you. Where uh, I feed off people's negativity and positivity so much that yes. if, if I'm doing it for eight hours, and that's how I met Kim was actually through because I was so stressed out by my job. I started going to acupuncture. Oh, we're talking with Kim Duffy. Yeah. Did you hear her episode? I, I didn't get to hear it you yet. You gotta hear I, Kim's I, because episode. Because I listened to these things in the car, so I'm trying to like go in order. She was awesome. She was I so cool. It. I believe it. She is amazing. She's my healer. And I really credit her a lot with having the chutzpah to leave my job because really? I felt like that's what she was kind of treating me for was that you can do this. You're brave enough. You're, you know, you can, some, a net will just appear if you, I think that's what she would actually tell me. It would be my, my mantra with her. She would say, you just jump and a net will appear. How powerful is that girl? Like, I know. she talks, and then I ask her, I'm like, you must be so relaxed and everything just rolls off your shoulders. She's like, no. No. Meanwhile, I talk to her and I'm like, you, I'm just like, oh, the weight of the world is off my shoulders. It's all good. Yeah. She She's has incredibly healing, an incredibly healing person. And she changed my life. Like, I'm not even being dramatic about that. She flat out changed my life. They diagnosed me with Crohn's disease, and I went to her. That's where you can't digest vitamins that's right? when I, I, you have some poopy problems let's Ooh. put it that way and i it was just yeah sorry hey tmi yeah TMI. what are you gonna say what are you gonna every do? time my husband's like why is it every time we talk about food he ended up talking hey about let's poop. be real here every time we're talking i poop. have to go through the whole cycle okay <laughs> yeah i'm gonna talk about poop i'm hey, gonna talk all... about food i'm gonna talk about poop you said everything's coming full circle everything's so coming full circle here we go okay <laughs> But she treated me for like six months, and then I went back to the doctor, and I never took a single pill that they gave me. I never took any medicine that she they gave me. She treated you through acupuncture? And she treated me through acupuncture. I started going like once a week. What was it? Like once a week, every other week. And then, you know, it's like she would wean me off of it. Mm. And then I go back to the doctor, and they're like, the injury is no longer there. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What? what? See, you know. And, and I never, ever had that problem again, ever. Unreal. Kim, I feel like, is a little upset. And I might be wrong about this, but she kind of expressed it like she was a little upset that she didn't get to go into the science of the acupuncture. That, you need you to know, have, like, a Kim part two. Oh, I you know. Should have she should have her own show. She should have her own show. Totally. Because I just love listening to her voice. Kim, I'm like, you're just I will so set you up with your own show. Let me know. But, I um, she, uh, she doesn't have to sell it on the science of it. There are people like you and many others I've spoken to who are like, look, it worked for me, and it didn't, wasn't just in my mind. Like, it worked big time, and mm -hmm. it's official. Like, I'm healed. Mm -hmm. And that's what she would say. She was like, I don't, I don't know if she actually said it or if I'm saying it for her, but she doesn't treat the problem. She, she like, cures it. You know, like she's not going to just mask the symptoms like some therapies or some medicines do. You know, they, they treat it. You know, they mask it. She finds like somehow she finds the root of the problem. And it's amazing how much your mentality has on your on your physical. Oh, my gosh. 
you know, on your physical problems. It's ridiculous. I, had, I never connected the two in a million years. Really? They're Not so until far you met from Kim. each other, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh. you know, I, um, yeah, so I got the courage to leave my job, which was really, really hard. And a lot of people in my family were very upset with me. Not my husband, but Isn't like. Isn't that weird that family gets like that? Well, my, my parents were entrepreneurs and they had owned a business in town for 40 years. And I think the last thing they would ever want on this planet is for any of their kids to own a business to have that stress and that heartache and that hardship mm. even though they were extreme they were successful you know it is very hard and i know that now yeah but they don't but there's want, a lot of good that comes with their that. dream for me at least was to just land a corporate job olivia just land a corporate job just show up every day and get paid to sit there that was like they were like that is the dream but you seem like a very passionate person who has a love of food and many other things, including people. So that doesn't make sense. Right. Um, I think that most parents, or I think all parents should want happiness before whatever their idea of success is. Security. You know? Yeah, success and, and um, security. And my mom just was, I, I think all the years that I say were my happiest years, my mom was probably the most anxious for me she's really? ever been in her life. Okay. Yeah. We got to take a commercial break. As soon as we come back, we're going to dive real deep into the best years of your life. Yes. Talk to you soon, peeps. Summer camp. It's the best. The fun activities, hilarious events, and most importantly, the friendships and memories that last a lifetime. I'm your host, Sam Seidtels, and I'm the proud owner of Camp Tuscaloosa. Now, I love camp and I love podcasts. And I was thinking, it'd be pretty cool to give these campers a platform where they can speak their mind, deliver a message, and have some fun while doing it. An opportunity for these kids to get on a mic, get over any public speaking nerves, and have an awesome experience. If you do join us, you're going to see what Camp Tuscaloosa is all about. So let's do this thing. I'm psyched. I'm ready. So here we go. Olivia. Notorious. You like that. I'm going to say it every time I see you from now on. I like that so much better now. I'm going to say it in my head now. <laughs> That's what happens in my head every time, so I just express it, you know. That's what I, I do. It. Best years of your life. Uh, when did they start? So after I'm making the dinners for everyone in the secret kitchen club, um, then... Um, I, again, I, I guess I'm just very impulsive, and I, these ideas, when they pop in my head, I just have to get them out. And so I started taking pictures of these beautiful mason jar salads, and I'm thinking to myself, these should be in a coffee shop somewhere, you know, like somewhere in Hamilton. They need to be in a coffee <laughs> shop. They, yeah. they need to be in Cassiano. You know what? I'm going to pull into Cassiano right now, and of course Linda's going to be there because she always is, and I'm going to talk to her about it. And so lo and behold, there's Linda. I've got a salad jar in my hand. And I just strike up conversation with her, and I'm like, "I, you need to have my salads in your, in your cooler." And uh, you know, Linda, she goes, "Oh my God, these are beautiful!" You know, <laughs> so she just went nuts over them. And then when she actually got to taste it, I made her this uh, apple Dijon kale salad. Mm. She lost her mind she was like this is so good she's like this is the best dressing i ever had she's like where did you get this dressing and i was like i make them she myself makes it. Mm. and so she gave me a homework assignment she's like 
you really want to do this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, put together a business plan for me and let me, you know, let's, let's do this. Cause she was, she a was in business I, plan. I, I had her at like maple Mason jar. Mason like she jar. was like done. And um, those Mason jars do look cool. They were pretty cool. Yeah. They still are. They keep it up. Yeah, they do. So uh, what, what this business plan entail that you, so I had up? to figure out how much each jar cost and what my labor would cost then to make said jar salads and how did I want to distribute them? Did I want to sell them to her or did I want to do it as a um, consignment whereas I get paid for every jar that sells? You know, it was a lot to figure out, a lot to work out. Mm. And I had never owned a business before and so I was just, I, you know, put together you just a plan like making as salads in jars. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I just want to make salads in jars, but I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Yeah. So I put together my plan and we kind of both sat down and we both just kind of winged it because we were both so excited about this. And I just felt like it was like the big idea. It was like Bethany Frankel and the skinny girl margarita. I was like, this is going to be, this is going to take off. This is going to be huge and people are going to love it. And this is going to be good for your cooler like it should you should have healthy options to go and um so then that's what I would do I would just sneak into her kitchen late at night she gave me a commercial kitchen to work in which is her teeny tiny kitchen in the coffee shop and there I would be late at night when the coffee shop is closed making my salads in the little back room and I would only make a certain amount because they had to be fresh you know so I would go in every couple days not this, in the bag of Cassianos. You mean at Kitchen 19? No, not at Kitchen 19. Kitchen 19 wasn't around yet. This is pre-Kitchen 19. Yep. I'm jumping ahead. Let's yep. stick to this. Okay. So now we debut the Bell's Jar. Come up with the Bell's Jar. and um, I love that. Named after the one and only. So the Bell's Jar. What's in that? So that's the whole line of jar salad. That's the whole line. Okay. Yeah. And okay. Elena Lumberdelli is the one who designed the logo. No way. Yes. Yes. Rock and, on. And we were so excited about that. I mean, it, it's just every step of the way when you're building your business that, you know, you're, you're just so excited. Every little thing, the thing you didn't think you would get so excited about, like well, it's yours. labels and stickers and, you know, yes. just it was so exhilarating. It's not every anyone else's idea you're putting together. You are doing you. And the fact that people were actually responding to this and loving it and giving me all that validation that I was like, I think this is a big idea. And they're like, what? This is a big idea. And like, it was, it was, (laughs) (laughs) and it just, it took off. It really did. It became like, you know, a really popular item in Hamilton for a while there. And well, um, they still sell them, right? yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so this is getting more popular, and I'm coming in more and more nights and squeezing in as much as I can in that teeny tiny little back kitchen that's only meant to, like, toast bagels, you know? <laughs> yes. And um, so then Linda pulls me aside one day after we've been doing this for a while. I don't even know how long. And she goes, what if I told you there's an opportunity that a kitchen might be available, and it's, like, across the parking lot from here? And I cried like she just gave me a mercedes did you really you cried i literally cried i was like what are you saying (laughs) (laughs) i felt like i think i got more emotional with that conversation than i did when my husband actually proposed (laughs) i was like what are you saying are you giving me a rose like what's happening (laughs) and um (laughs) and uh she was like yeah she's like i want to do this like we both were emotional because we were both like 
She was. She too. was so excited for me. You know, this was something that she always wanted to do too. I mean, we were both like barefoot contestants. What do you mean? Oh, she she loves food too. She always. I remember Linda from when I was a kid. um, Just always being the woman that always, you know, was very stylish and very. Her house was always so beautiful, and she just always like had these like gourmet foods that she would bring to a party or like that. I don't know how to describe it. Well, it's funny you're talking about this because the episode that's coming out right before your episode is the episode with Tracy. Oh. And we just go on and on about how how amazing of a woman Linda is. She's a great mentor to have. I'll say that. And she was definitely my mentor and really taught me the... All parts of having a business. The ugly parts, the, you know... um, we would laugh and be like, you know, we, this is now we have to do the bitch work. She's like, sometimes you got to get down and do the bitch oh, work, you know? I know. And I mean, that's Linda. She'll be You're there. talking about that grind work. Literally. Just... I mean, cooking is so physical. And it's so, like, she made me feel like I was a spoiled little princess girl. Like, I was like, oh, I don't want to get down there and touch those greasy things. And she was <laughs> like, there would be Linda Kashan on all fours, like, scrumming mm. some drain out or I'm something, you know? And I'm like... Oh, okay. I guess I am supposed to get down and do that. Okay. That's a good boss right there, by the way. Boss who will get down the knees and do do the hard stuff. Well, we we started it up together. I mean, it was a partnership. And everything down from, like, picking out the color of the paint to, you know, getting those first equipment items, you know, and just... So um, what, what exactly is Kitchen 19? So we started it out as... What my concept was, was making healthy meals to go. And, but more than that, I was like, we should have cooking classes because I was taking my son to cooking classes in, in another town. And I was like, why doesn't Hamilton do this? And that's pretty much what I always say and do. I always go to other towns and I see that and go, why can't we have nice things? And so I, if it's not happening, then I make it happen. I go, well, then you know what? No one else is doing it. I'm going to do it. And then so... I was like, I want to do cooking with kids. And then it was like, why not do gourmet cooking classes? Well, I'm not actually a chef. Okay, let's get real chefs to come in and teach those classes. So the cooking with kids was big. It was very popular right from the first class. It was very, very popular. And um, I loved it. And I never taught kids in my life. And I don't know. And I got, like, the blessing from Miss Dina, who would... That's um, a big... I know what that blessing's like. Right? And she (laughs) had me do a demo for um, the classes at Reed. Oh, really? When my daughter was a student. Um, You know how you guys have that career day? Yeah. And so I was uh, the chef that came in and taught the kids how to make a green smoothie or something. Can you still do that stuff? You want to come in one day? Oh, my God. Yeah. I I love that stuff. All right. We'll be in touch. And uh, I'll get back to that. But so I got like the blessing from Miss Dina and she was just like, you are such a natural teacher. She's like, you're so naturally good with explaining things and and I can with totally children. see that I you can know? totally see well, that. well I it's never anything that I ever thought I could do or anything I ever thought of doing I just did it you uh-huh. know and it was just I you know I say I'm probably a good mimicker like I'm just good at I don't mimicking. think so I think it's who you are I think you have a very loving personality uh, a, a, a very 
colorful you're very fun but at the same time you also seem like you can get serious you're not someone that the kids are going to feel like they can walk all over no and, and that's the thing like people would say oh I, you know i'm just going to apologize now for my son uh you know he's off the wall but um and i'm like how about you go to the coffee shop have a cup of coffee relax and I'll deal with little Brutus. Okay? Yeah, see, most people who start off working with kids don't have that kind of confidence. But I never did. And I just, I don't know what it is. I think it's like the mommy eyes. I don't know. My son's terrified of me most of the time, too. <laughs> but I was just like. You got that look. I kind of just, I, I don't know. Like, if you told me a kid is bad, that's the kid that I'm going to praise the most, I guess. You know, that mm. I'm like, oh, my God, look at you. You're awesome. And then it's like. Well, I was like, one of what? those bad kids you know? in school, the ones that drove the teacher crazy. And a lot of times, my students, the ones that drive me the most crazy are the ones who are quote-unquote bad. They're the ones who keep in touch with me and thank me and go on to do great things. And, like, they're the, yeah. And I think I learned that from my mom in a weird way because um, she, she taught Sunday school classes when I was growing up. And she got into it not because she's, like, some, you know, super religious person. No, she was just waiting for me one day in the basement and they put the bad kid in the basement with her just and they're like just ignore him just don't pay any attention to him mm. blah blah and she's like i'm not gonna do that like i'm gonna strike up a conversation with him mm. that kid became like part of our family Whoa. you know and then my, they couldn't believe how my wow. mom could like wrangle him in so much that and then she started teaching the CCD classes. And I'm telling you, every one of the bad kids, quote unquote, well, they when loved you, her. Well, when you teach with love, mm -hmm. they can feel that and then they want to do it. Yeah. So. And that's the thing. I When I did the cooking with kids, I never approached it like it was a stressful thing. I never approached it like it's perfect and you have to do it right. And if you don't, like, they're not going to grow up and become a chef. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe they will. But I'm not worried about that right now. That's All I'm worried about is them having fun and wanting experience. to come back. It's experience. You know? Exactly. Like they have a fun, creative outlet. That's all I cared about. So then, yeah, everything was just taking off. And then from there, more and more opportunities came up to just spread the word of Kitchen 19. It was... Was it so off. it was both? It was also... It was a class and it was also a place where people could go and buy food? Yes. Can people still go and buy food, Kitchen 19? Yes. Every week they have um, meals, family meals. It's like the supper club. So you sign up for a supper club and their email list. And so that way it's a way to keep the portion control, you know, so there's no food waste. Because a lot of companies that do these healthy meals to go are like grocery store chains mm. who have this surplus of produce and surplus of meat that's about to go bad and they have to get rid of it. So that's oh, why they do that. Gosh. Well, at Kitchen 19, that's not the case at all. We're buying all the ingredients fresh and, you know, we're making them to order. So we don't have that luxury of food waste. We need to know who's getting what and when. So that's why it's like there's only 10 dinners left. There's only five dinners left. You mm. know, hurry up. And it creates that sense of urgency, too. Like, oh, I better get on that list because I missed it last time. I want to get in on it next time, you know. So and then before you know it, you have regulars that are coming back and, you know, because then yeah. it's like one less meal they have to worry about making. Oh, I hear you. Or they and don't have to get a pizza. Meal. They don't have to get yes, McDonald's. Yes. Or just know? that frozen thing out of the bag and just. Yeah, it's, yeah, it sounds like a great service. Yeah, um, so and then we worked with the CSA for a while, so you could pick up like farm fresh vegetables. Who, and with during the CSA, the what is that? It's a community share agriculture. It's um, you buy part of a 
uh, farms produce for that summer. You give them like a big chunk of money, and they just and haul then every it over? week they bring bring you a bin of you don't know what straight from the farm. Straight from still has dirt on it. That's just, awesome. I loved it. It so was awesome. so cool. And um, so then we started like giving recipes for that, and it was just awesome. It was just you know it was so hard. It was so much hard work. <laughs> But it was, yeah. I loved every second of it. And my husband would sometimes look at me like we had these two little kids and he would be like, aren't you so tired? I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> With a big the old smile, smile on your face. Like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. Yeah, you know? but you're doing what you love. You're not doing insurance anymore. You're making good and food it felt for like good a, people. It felt like I was part of some renaissance period too in Hamilton because that really? was the year that um, downtown Hamilton was, I feel... And I might be biased, but I just feel like it was that was the best time of downtown Hamilton. What year? This was 2014. Okay, I'll say about that. And um, the that was the best year behind the moon. Brooke Sacco's shop had just opened the same time that I opened Kitchen 19. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was another little kids shop. Um, there was. There was besides yeah, the toy store. Yeah, Mia Couture. There was oh, like a little no, tutu. I, that was still here shop. when I got here. Um, there were other businesses in town that have since sadly closed, uh, like a candy shop there was. and Really? There was a yeah, candy shop? Yeah, there was like a really Man, candy we gotta shop, find ways to keep these sweets. things going. It was just the best of times. Everything was like, I remember just walking up and down the, the main strip and just, you know, popping into businesses, saying hi to people. These are my new coworkers now. You know, like, this is how I was looking at it. We post such obnoxious obnoxious things like that online. Like, this is my new office view. And it would be, like, a tray of butternut squash in front of me in the view. You know, because I was so legitimately happy every single day. Every day I woke up before when I was in a cubicle, I wanted to just fake sick and call out. And now, yeah. even when Good I was for you. sick, I was trying to, Do you know how many to, people, that's know? their lifetime, that's their entire lifetime that they never pulled that courage to just say, you know what, I'm out and we're going to see what happens. And rightfully so, I'm not saying everyone has to do that. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for raising your family and making sure there's food on the table. But man, to be able to have the courage to stop and, and, and then try something else, it you did it and it was successful and people really loved it. And Made I it. didn't have a lot of money at all. And you just, I didn't care. I really didn't care. I had that quality time with my kids. I made my schedule around them. We didn't do anything that was, like, we didn't go to Disney. We didn't go, you know, do all the fun, extravagant things we can do now or we could have done before. But I'll tell you what, those are probably the best memories that they've ever had Mm. with their mom going to the beach on a Wednesday afternoon, you know? Well, I think think that from my experience with kids, uh, my students and my own, I think kids who can be around their parents when their parents are their happiest, that's the experience the kids want because then they get the best of their parents. I think I would have much rather been with my parents fully happy, you know, somewhere local than go to Disney where they're stressed out every 10 seconds. You know, I might remember yeah. Disney, but if I really want to spend quality time, it matters about how happy everyone is. And knowing that that was the best time, you know, I'm sure you gave the best to your kids as well. And I felt like they were so proud of me. They still talk mm. about me when I was Chef Bell. They still talk about it. They're like, oh, well, you do this now, but you're a chef. You know, and they're like... Well, you're always Chef Bell, yeah, right? Yeah, And like when we went by the kitchen before it opened up, I brought them to see it all empty, and I just brought them inside, and I was like, 
this is going to be Kitchen 19. And they were like, oh, my God. Is that a street number, 19? Why is it 19? Yeah, it's 19 South 2nd Street. Okay. Okay. That's where the name came from. So why did you stop? So from there, then I was doing um, cooking demos all over South Jersey, going to different schools, teaching them my you know green recipes really so stuff. you were going from school to school teaching all over South recipes Jersey. yep Atlanta care got all um, grades or uh, yeah yeah wow yeah. I taught high school students uh, preschool kids like that were in daycare yeah on um, that level um, and all, everything in between Atlanta care got wind of what we were doing and they thought it was awesome and they were like we want to induct you guys into our uh, Green Chef Council. We, so we Green Chef that. Council. That was so awesome because they had this whole initiative. Um, Laura Hendrickson would be another really cool person for you to talk to. Laura she's, Hendrickson? Yeah, she's okay. really awesome, and she's done so much for the community. And, my, again, just some of my most memorable experiences were teaching these classes in the inner city, like, um, Would you have like inner a, city area of Atlantic uh, City. I went to the Boys and Girls Club. Oh, and, my gosh. Oh, my God. It was so amazing. These kids were so... Awesome. Oh, they must have been so they appreciative. They were so appreciative. They loved it. They were like, you know, and you're just teaching them, uh, you know, because you're trying to think of like really accessible ingredients that they can make at home because a lot of them were making dinners for their families at home. Yeah. You know, like what can I make that isn't too difficult or how do I hold a knife? How do I cut this right? You know, because mm. I do make dinner for my family, but I don't really know how. And these kids are like wow. 10, you know. And um, but the communities that they grew up in were actually really nourishing, literally. I mean, they were giving them ingredients. They were creating community gardens. That's what part of what Laura was doing was um, creating community gardens for these kids to grow their own vegetables. You know, so it was really what a great thing. It was just such an amazing experience. And then from there, then um, I guess I forget how. It came about, but I ended up becoming a manager for the Senior Nutrition Center in Hamilton. And at that... Is that... Wait, the Senior Nutrition Center? Mm-hmm. And that's in that's at the Family Success Center in Hamilton, oh. um, the Big Gray building. I We talked all about it with Trisha Donio. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Trish... Um, I, yeah, I think it was Trish that recommended me actually for that position. The um, centers were bought out by um, the Jewish Community Center of Margate. And so they bought out all the Atlantic County buildings that were doing the senior nutrition program, I think because they were thinking of discontinuing it. And um, so then they kind of hired me to like revamp that program. Wow, that's so a big task. That was like another, you know, big job that I would be taking on. And you know, I was getting to the point where I was, I, I told my, my deal when I left insurance was I gave my husband like five years. I was like, can I just take off for five years? So we were getting closer and closer to that five year mark. And I was like, oh my God, really? That was a deal that you might go back to insurance after five years? Well, I would go back to like corporate full time work after, I didn't know I was going to start on my dream job in the meantime, you know, but that was the deal and that's what we were prepared for, you know? Whoa. So, um, I, you know, of course I was really hoping that I would hit something big and make a lot of money doing it so I wouldn't have to, but, um, yeah. you know, that owning a business, you have to have a lot of money to run a business. You can't need it. So I had to kind of dip my toe back into, okay, getting into more of a 
a real quote real job Mm -hmm. but i was not ready to leave cooking i wasn't ready to leave the kitchen so it was kind of like a slow process and then i got blessed with my little gg baby i remember that baby number three and um that was the night you know i always wanted three kids i was very happy to have her but of course it was also very like oh okay oh this, this is changes a things physically demanding job to do two jobs at once and uh so one of them's got to go and mm. so that's kind of what happened there and i just kind of had to move on in the direction that would again provide that security to my family the most and also once i started working for the senior center I, I really kind of go all in, you know, and I, this place hadn't been touched since the late 70s. I mean, the manager before me since did an awesome... Since the late 70s? There were things that I threw out that I, I, I mean, maybe they were worth something at an antique road show. I don't know. But they, I had to throw them out. I'm like, these things are so old. Like, just, I had to, I wanted to revamp the program and I wanted it to be a fresh new room that they were going into. And I can't just walk in there on day one and be like, hey, suckers, throwing out the old chairs. Like, no, (laughs) like you have to, (laughs) like young children and the elderly, there's very few differences between the two, just size, really just size and cuteness. And... And I mean, old people are obviously cuter. <laughs> yeah, nah, right? Yeah. And um, so I had to kind of tiptoe my way in, you know, just started out very, you know, slow with them. And I really didn't do anything for the first month. And I remember my bosses looking at me like, hey, you going to do something? And I was like, I'm going to take my time. I'm just going to slowly introduce myself to you these You are people. a boss. And, Let me uh, tell you something. You are a thanks. boss. Way to do things your way because you know it's right. Yeah, and I'm like, trust me, change is coming. I was like, but these people have been through enough change right now with, you know, the threat mm. of the program ending. And you mean treating them like humans. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So I just didn't do anything for the first month. I just sat there and got to know them. and Got a feel. Got a feel. Let them feel me out, you know, mm-hmm. and just, you know. Kids are a really good buffer because, of course, as soon as I told them I was pregnant, they loved that, you know. So that was a nice icebreaker. And. Um, then they let me do more things. They let me change things a little bit at a time. And it came with some protests. You know, they were like, don't throw out that house plant. And I'm like, Jimmy, this plant's been dead since 1985. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's not supposed to be brown. It was some purple ones, mm, you know. So Jimmy has trouble letting go of the plant. Uh, yeah. yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. Poor yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. But, I, you know, again, it's like I meet this other a spectrum of people that I never would have like my grandparents all passed away a long time ago i never really you know so i was like oh, look at this now i have like 25 grandparents that actually care about me and oh. they, you know it was so sweet so yeah. it was it was a great it was a great experience and we brought so many activities there that they never did before like yoga i had them mm. doing yoga like who would ever think like uh, this hundred year old woman mm. literally she was a hundred years old Doing yoga. That's amazing. She was like, I don't want to do it. I was like, why don't you just lift up your arm and breathe? And she was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, now yeah. you can tell your grandkids you did yoga. And she was like, oh, they oh. aren't here so funny. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, yeah. and then, you know, from there, then, you know, you're like, okay, now it's time to go back to full-time work. And, you know, so. So is that what you're doing now? 
And that's what I'm doing now. Full hey, circle. Now I'm back in insurance. You're back in insurance. You know, but you know what? No. I hear the studio audience going, oh. Yes. But no, it's okay. Because I actually ended up, I was really, really nervous for my interview um, going back into insurance. And I was like, feeling like I'm willingly going back into the gauntlet. Like, what are you thinking, Olivia? And I remember being really, really nervous and just being like, you know, um, I didn't even want to tell them I was married, didn't even want to tell them I had kids, because these were all things that were counted against me in my old job, you know? Like, they don't want to hear that you have a family life. They don't want to know, like, whatever excuses that you have to not work overtime, that's like mm. a a thing against you because there's like 10 plus there's six 10 college the kids, kids that are waiting for a job that they don't need your old oh. ass you know so and but then they, i'll tell you this company couldn't be more different i mean they were like you know talking about the time that t- they take off for kids and do you have kids and i'm like oh I'm like yes i do and they were like that's great you can work from home if you wanted to and all right. Yeah, and they just loved me there, and they just—it was such a different experience. So positive, not competitive. And so it's I, gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. I don't work in a great cubicle. I work from home every day. Okay. Can I, I can I ask w- mm-hmm. what all the people want to know is is that is <clears throat> is Chef Bell ever gonna make a comeback? <laughs> I hope so. I I don't want to ever think that she left. You know, um, I still love cooking. I. You know, love to cook all the time, and I've um, eaten your recipes, and yes. I didn't even know they were your recipes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And um, I, I know I would, I really hope to. You know, I say I always cook with my kids at home, and I look at my sister, and her daughter owns a bridal shop, and my sister owned a bridal shop before she had kids, and it closed. And then I, that was like her dream, you know? And then it's like now she gets to relive her dream all over again with her adult daughter, you know? So I'm really hoping that someday, you know, maybe one of my kids will pick up that baton and I'll just shower them with support and love and yeah. maybe I'll get to live that dream again through them. That's but awesome. You never know. You no, never know what's going to happen. I'm thinking already in my head, my head, I don't know about full-time jobs, but I'm like thinking like, hmm, how could I get her to come to Camp Tuscaloosa and do something cool there, you know? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah. I would love that. The kids I, would love you, so. Yeah, I would love that. They, they was, it was really the best time of my life and I have nothing but amazing memories from it and um, it just brought so many friendships and relationships and experiences that I never, ever thought. And I just, I feel extremely blessed that I had that five-year time frame that I got to just take that leap. I don't remember anything that I missed out on because I didn't make a lot of money, you know. It was like, I, it was the most enriching mm. time of my life. Better than any day at Disney. That is a fact. And wow. I love Disney. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> wow well really? you made that impact like i said when i first moved here i looked at you and i thought i gotta get in good with olivia Bellano if i'm gonna be in good with hamilton because she's like you know she's up there it's, you know i i'm a terrible liar and that's what my husband says is my best quality like i'm not a really good bullshit I'm not a, I think that's what makes me a bad business person is that I'm really maybe it depends on the business you're in you and I have a lot of things in common I've realized during this interview and one of it I'm a terrible liar the worst but when I'm selling something I feel passionate about like the school 
don't have to lie. It, so that's I can, what I mean. So it's like if I'm selling it, if I'm pushing it, like you know, I mean it because I yes. get really aggressive about it and like yes. you know so if i really like you and i really am like no 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 you're cool we have to be friends i kind it's of the difference that's the difference between you I and kind someone of stalk you until you become my friend exactly <laughs> a stalker that i love you're the best yeah. so um are you ready for the chat pack well uh, yeah you have made it to the end of an episode am i right yeah yeah so you uh, you do know about the chat pack all right, so here's what you're going to do. But you're for the people out there that don't know what it is. For those, oh, I forget, there's new listeners. <laughs> Guys, this is where we do the chat back, and she picks a question and answers it. So here we go. <laughs> if you could be served the ultimate five course, and are, did you make these food related for me? I think it's just a coincidence. Okay. If you could be served the ultimate five-course dinner consisting of appetizer, soup, salad, main course, and dessert, what specific food would you want to be served for each course? That is a very loaded question. It's Sam. loaded? What kind of Sam are you? Are you like a Salvatore Sam or a Samuel Sam? No, it's short for Samuel. Okay. I asked that because you a lot of people... Me? No, because all the men <laughs> in my family are named Sam, but their full name is Salvatore. So oh, no, yeah. I'm a, Sam, oh, so. wow. Okay, interesting. So no, I'm a, a Samuel. Question. Okay. A Samuel Joseph. Oh, they see they're Salvatore Josephs. Look at Get that. out of oh, here! Wow, okay. I think I'm Jewish. They're Italian. There's very little difference. Okay, okay. so let's see. The first an appetizer. This is really hard, Sam. Okay, you, look, look. This is a lot of pressure for me. It is, and we are all judging your answer, so okay. no pressure. I'm going to tell you right now where this place would be. Okay, and you're never going to guess. You're going to think I'm going to say a fancy restaurant or something like that. No. It would be at the Vincent Town Diner on Route 206. Have you ever been there, Sam? I am. Yes, I have because it was it was featured on Divers. Uh, uh, what's that show called? Diners, drive-ins, and dives. It was. It was on that show, so I went oh, and saw it. It should be. Yeah. That is the greatest place on the planet, by far. And I can get the entire my ultimate five course dinner would consist of there. It would have to be in the summertime. Because that is when their menu is the absolute best. Good to know. And it would be an appetizer of their Jersey corn fritters. Amazing. So good. And this like aioli sauce or something that you dip it in. Amazing. Love aioli. Um, and the main course would be their veggie lasagna. Now, there is a podcast out there that is me getting very emotional about this veggie lasagna. You're talking about your podcast no, show. No, I'm talking about Nick, uh, Independent. You dependent. were on the Independent Dependent? Yeah, he interviewed me about like the Vincent Town Diner experience. And you got emotional about it? Because I literally cried when I ate this lasagna. I'm not even kidding. You got even... emotional on the Dependent Independent podcast? No, no, no. I got emotional on the Vincent Town Diner. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, no, I got emotional. I think I've ordered the wrong stuff there because I've enjoyed it, but I have not had a cry. This was like a next level experience. Like, first of all, the waiter probably thought I was crying because I was dining alone. And I assured him. I was like, sir. I was like, have you had this veggie lasagna? And he's like, no, I haven't had it yet. I'm like, you listen to me right now. I'm like, you stop what you're doing. Go order yourself a veggie lasagna from the Vincent Town Diner. It is 
It was the most amazing thing I ever ate in my life. Holy cow. Lisa, uh, listening to this podcast, we've got to go to the, and try this. I want to come with you because okay. it's the best thing ever. You guys After, want a double date to the Vincent Town Dino? We have to. We Let's have do to. It. And it's all Jersey Fresh stuff. And I'm like, I love them. So I love Jersey stuff. I'm probably like one of five people that genuinely love New Jersey. And um, I, everything's local. And, and this lasagna is just made so perfect. I am so down. So perfect. Let's make it a date for sure. You can't even imagine. I need to prepare you for this day. Wow. Because it's like, wow, it's not a lasagna that you I've like. never had a chat pack answer uh, change the future of my life. This is now. life-changing. Wow. All right. Uh, here we go. Question number two. Best of luck. If you could be granted an interview for any position at any company in the world, what position and company would you choose? I mean, I feel like you're playing mind games with me here. Am I? Yeah. Perhaps um, I am. <laughs> Wait till you hear the next question. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> oh, well, interviews are not fun. Like oh, this. They is are fun. with me. People this come. Is fun, to, yes. But like an interview for a job. I also do job interviews, and I'm probably way okay. But go on. This isn't about me. Go. Okay, but I, I, I would like to think that I wouldn't be nervous me when I would do this interview. But I think that the best interview <laughs> for any job at the company would be. Okay. Yes, I know. If Oprah interviewed me, <laughs> if she interviewed me for any. I mean, it could literally be to pick up trash at For her Oprah? next stadium talk. Yeah. And if she was like, Olivia, tell me something about a time when you were moved. And I would tell her about my veggie lasagna. Uh-huh. And she would hopefully hire me. By the way, that impression, I felt like I was just talking to Oprah. I'm good. That was impressive. I'm a mimicker. What can I say? No doubt. <laughs> but yeah, Oprah interviewing me to do anything. Oprah, if you're out there, like, no. She's really. listening. Oh, She's I listening know. for sure. I have a little sign on my desk that says, what would Oprah do? Wow. Wow. She probably wouldn't deny all the claims that I deny every day. <laughs> She'd be like, Liberty Mutual won't cover this, but I will. <laughs> you get Liberty Mutual, and you get Liberty Mutual. We all. You all get right. a new roof. Final question. Okay. I hope it pertains to your life. I don't know. Okay. If you could save her one... Well, that was... What okay. is it? If know. you could save her one dinner, oh. totally free, at any restaurant in the world, which restaurant would you choose? Wow, another food question. That's so weird. I mean, that's definitely a coincidence. It's so crazy, right? You really are a bad liar. I'm so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to pick something different, even though it would 100% be the Vincent Town Diner and veggie lasagna. Um, I'm going to try to pick something different. I want to go with a cool answer. I really do. Because I feel like I'm being judged. People are like, why aren't you picking something? No, my... my cuisine the, the The Pillars audience is a very accepting crowd. Okay. Um, they accept me. So, I mean, they have to... I have never been to Paris. I would like to go there someday. And I would love to eat a roast chicken in Paris. Oh. That's, it's, it's supposed to be a thing. Oh. And if it's good enough for Ina, it's good enough for me. You mean just a chicken put in an oven? It's but a, in Paris. I mean, but in Paris, man. Okay. Come on. And the chefs, the my the mother always servers. They yeah, my mother always told me she could never take me to a a restaurant in Paris. Why? I, did, I didn't have the manners growing oh. up. I know. You could fake it for a chicken. Fake it for a chicken? I fake it for a chicken. There's one thing I've learned from this episode. It's that I can fake it for a chicken. You can fake it for a chicken. <laughs> like, get your ass together. All right? Get I will. Get some roast chicken in Paris. 
Okay. Mind your manners. So first we go to Vincent Town, then we go to Paris. Yeah. But before we second do that. Date. Yeah, second date. Before we. <laughs> you do move fast. I am aggressive. Anthony is so. Yeah, you I move am fast. Aggressive. So, okay, before we do all that. Can you uh, give any shout-outs that you may want to give to the people that you love who might be listening? Okay. I want to give a shout-out. I feel like I did name-drop a lot. You did? In this interview. So I give the shout-outs to all of them. Oh, fair. Good move. Yeah. Good like move. Like Linda, Dina, Brooke, my squad, Brooke, Aaron, Kelly, Alicia. Does Anthony count in that? Anthony, I'm saving the best for last. Oh, I'm so sorry. Jeez. I know, and I was going to give a special shout out to my husband because if it wasn't for Anthony, I wouldn't have been brave enough to do any of the things I've ever done in my life. He is the best decision I ever made in my life was really? to let him know that we were getting married. And the rest was up to him. And I'm really, <laughs> really, really happy that he went along with that plan because he is, he is, I could gush about him all day. He is the best husband, best friend, just a great, great guy. And he's always, always there for me. And he's also welcome here on the pillar. So I look forward to that. And uh, you did not disappoint. You are just a bag of fun, aren't you? I'm just a bag of fun. <laughs> bag of tricks, bag of fun. Well, I look forward to hearing what happens next. And I want to say a big fat thank you. You're awesome. Thanks. Olivia. Notorious. <laughs>